0: Hello everybody, welcome to TLDR podcast where we talk about sports and whatever random thing Eric wants to talk about. Well, in this case, I mean, it's whatever random thing Alex wants to talk about too, but that's besides the point. Um, today is Monday, July 13th, which is a little weird because we typically record on Tuesdays, but sometimes life gets in the way. You know, people have vacations, dads have birthdays, and we also have a fancy baseball draft tomorrow. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah. yeah. That being said, it's a Monday. So, um, how was everybody's weekend? Anybody do anything fun? Eric, we'll start with you. Um,
1: yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't really do much at golf, but there's nothing worth mentioning about that. But <laughs> You're <just not> like- <laughs> I did, I did uh, looking at our Instagram post, it was great. I just saw some dude just immediately targeting Tyler on the fantasy football quarterbacks. He said, who the fuck is Tyler? Are we going to have a talk? <laughs> and he's freaking out about Dak Prescott. <laughs> It was fucking great. Classical Cowboys fan freaking out. But it's, I just love that he picked Tyler, of all people.
2: He's crying
3: because yeah. Dak Prescott hasn't been signed yet. And he's running out of days. Yeah. I will win. He's going to hate, man. I don't care. Tyler, how are you doing, man? I'm tired. Uh, hey, literally spent, spent the last uh, three days driving cross-country. Uh, started in Florida. Just got back to California today. Uh. So yeah, I'm a little tired, but hey, we're here, ready to go. I showed up for you guys because that's how committed I am to this podcast. So, wow, you're welcome. a step up, up guy. To, yeah, definitely appreciate it. What a guy! He showed up
1: late. Wow.
3: <laughs> oh, of course, dude. Let <laughs> <Better> me <laughs> noted, He was 20 minutes late to this. Better late, late than never.
1: Better
4: late than never.
1: Late to a podcast.
4: Alex, how you doing? Dude, I'm good. Good weekend. Took the dog to the beach for the first time, figured out he could swim. That was uh, wow. big news. That's a good thing. Yeah. He just kind of went he just went for it and I was like, oh fuck. If he <laughs> doesn't know how to swim, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he man.
0: changed James, it out. Just... Yeah. I cannot swim. You're right. Thank you for that. I'm telling my secret
4: to the world over there.
0: That's
4: impressive. <laughs> Train, I feel like it's how you hard doing? to not know how to swim.
2: Uh dude, I'm good. Um, you know, I had some had, had some fun playing some golf on Saturday. Then we watched some fights. That was pretty fun. Um, but, but hey, yeah, the NHL signed a, a long-term CBA. Uh, we're going to have hockey for five, uh, six more years without, uh, <laughs> without a stoppage. So it's kind of a big deal. First time in the last two, two, uh, two deals that we don't have to deal with a stoppage. So I'm pretty excited. And we're going to the Olympics in the like, next two Olympics. So we're going to see a, a Connor McDavid-Crosby match uh, team up. So that would be pretty
1: exciting love that team usa that bro is-
5: oh yeah that's,
2: that's, it's gonna be the one
3: time that i'm actually gonna say fuck you conor mcdavid for scoring against <laughs> <the American tonight. laughs> i mean that that uh that that uh, team usa team canada gold gold medal game that was what oh, Not, that was, that what, was year, what it was like 2012 or whatever it was that's was 2010 2010 that was one yeah. of the like best sporting events i've ever watched live in my life so is, I'm, I'm, is I'm is very, crazy, excited for NHL to be back in the Olympics again. That's going to be awesome.
0: Hell yes! Yeah. All right, guys, we'll just keep talking about hockey over here. As train uh, gives us his first segment, it's the NHL playing round West Western Conference edition. Trading, take it away.
2: All right, here we go. So August first, that's when hockey's back. Five to six games a day. So we're going to be watching so much hockey throughout the throughout the first, uh, I guess, first week and a half of. Uh, you know, return to play between the, ra- the the round Robins and the play-ins, but we're going to focus on the play-ins because I don't think the round Robin is really that much worth to talk about. I don't even think they're really going to play hard to be honest with you. Um, they're already in, so they don't give a fuck. Um, um, so I let, you know what, let's, let's start out. Let's see what the, uh, the matchups are. We got Calgary flames, eighth seed against the Winnipeg Jets, the ninth seed. Um, you know, on our, on our post, we said the flames in five, but I just want to know, like, you know, Tyler, just off the cuff, what is your what is your feeling about these teams before I kind of break them down?
3: Yeah, I think I think the West this is going to be a, a, a good uh, some some good matchups there. I, th- I think that Jets Flames one is going to be pretty close. I honestly was kind of going back and forth. Yeah. Um, I yeah. honestly picked the Flames because I had picked all Pacific Division teams before that, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to go all." Pacific Division teams. That's really the only reason why, but I could see that series going either way. I think those are two very Absolutely. evenly matched teams, so that 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 should be a a good one to watch.
2: Yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. Here, let's break it down. The offense on the offensive side, the Flames have been kind of all over the place. Uh, they're ranked 20th in goals per game, but they have the firepower, and they and, and they've proven that. Um, you know, they have Johnny Goudreau up there, uh, Matthew Kachuk, um, You know, two guys that kind of are the young blood lifeblood blood of that team and the the last actually month and a half of the season uh, between february and to the stoppage of play they were earning the most goals five on five of any team in the nhl um so they were hot going out of the you know coming out of february um the jets ranked 17th in goals per game and have some solid names you know shively uh, blake wheeler cal connor patrick line um and Nikolai ehlers bottom six the bottom six is going to be huge X factors, I think, for that for that uh, for that offensive side. Um, what, what do you think of that? What do you think of that kind of breakdown, um, uh, Eric? Who do you think who do you think's got the edge on that side?
1: Um, well, I'm biased and I hate Calgary Flames, so I'm going to go Winnipeg. But I've also liked Winnipeg these last few years. They've kind of they remind me of the Kings a little bit in the playoffs. They got a lot of those big guys. They're tough. They could score goals. They could score gritty, greasy goals. which is something you need in the playoffs. But I think it's going to be huge that they don't have Dustin Bufflin, the uh, Jets.
5: Yeah, yeah.
1: He's a big dog. He's won a cup before. He's been around. Um, I don't really know what's going on with him. But, you know, it's it's going to be a big loss to not have him on the defensive side. And not only that, he just bashes dudes in the boards. Yeah. Like that game versus Vegas where he just picked up two players and it looked like – like a mom picking up two, ch- two children from fighting each other when they're kids. <laughs> uh, but I think right when that series starts, it's going to be a little, like, disordered and just fast-paced out of the gate. Um, so. Lots of goal
0: scoring. Uh, I, I know, disagree with right man. The- huh? I, I disagree with you with that. I think Connor Hellebuck, I think he's an elite goalie, man.
5: Oh, that absolutely.
0: A 9-2-2 percentage. Like, that guy's nice. insane. Absolutely. Like, if he was a team on his own, he'd be the top-ranked, say, percentage team. No, absolutely. And-
2: uh you know, go bouncing off that, James. To be honest, I, I think that the defense and go actually going back to what Eric said as well. That the defensive side of of the Jets is questionable. Um, even with
0: Hellebuck right there.
2: No, the de- the defense is questionable. The ones even in front of them. Right, exactly. They,
0: exactly. But the only reason that, that they're good is
2: Connor Hellebuck, which exactly. I think, which is why I think that the Flames will win because there's only so much that Hellebuck can do. Um you know, the flames actually have a strong, uh, so I'm going to bring up some, 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 some analytics, um, five on five stats um, cor- on cor- uh, Corsi stats, which actually kind of dictate, um, you know, who has, who possesses the puck more um, the flames typically possess the puck more than half the time during their games. That's not, I mean, that's not going to really help a team that can't play defense. Um, and, and again, Connor but can't do it all. Um, so that that's, I think that's kind of a wrap. I don't, I don't think that the jets are going to be able to, to handle the flames, but it's going to be very close. I think, I think you're right, Tyler. It's going to be a, it's going to be a five game series for a reason. Um, you know, it's kind of a crapshoot. What do you, what do you think, uh, uh, Alex?
4: Yeah, I think, I mean, I picked the flames just because I think Johnny Goudreau is probably like a top 10 player in the league. He's probably my favorite player. That's not a King. Um And I think that – I think what we are talking about and, you know, the – with Hellebuck, he can only do so much. It kind of reminds me of, like, the 2015-2016 Kings where Jonathan Quick was still elite, but the defense in front of him was kind of lacking. And, he, you know, sure, you give up 50 shots a game, but, you know, eventually some of those are going to squeak in. Hellebuck's going to have to be almost perfect. And he could be. He could just go on a tear and carry that team a lot further than we think. But I have the Flames in five. Um, I think there's just a little too, I think they're a little too much. They're more balanced than what right. the Jets are. I think the Jets are very top-heavy, and I think that balance will eventually win out in five games.
2: I agree. And I think that everyone and their grandma hopes for the, the life of hockey that the Oilers and the and the Flames play the the actual playoff round together, because that would be Something that this league needs. (laughs) Um, So, moving on, let's look at the uh, Vancouver Canucks, seventh seed versus the Minnesota Wild, tenth seed. We have the Canucks winning in four. Um, So, to to open this up, Canucks rank eighth in goals per game, but rank 18th in shots per game. So, they've been efficient, but they're lacking possession. and, of course, the numbers kind of show that. Um, but they do have some firepower. I mean, Elias Petterson, Brock Besser, Bro horvat they lead the charge. And then they have some vets, Joey T. Miller, Tyler Toffoli, and his buddy Tanner Pearson from the Kings. Um, our, our Kings fans here will, will recognize those names. They're also getting a lot of help from their de- from their defensive star, Quinn Hughes. Um, he has eight tucks, 45 apples, 53 points. That's a solid season for a young defenseman. Um, kind of been a huge, you know, help up front there um the wilds really only been led by kevin Fiala, who's had a bounce back season and they, they're getting some help from from their vets eric Stahl, Zach frise and matt sugarello but i think that they're going to need some more help on the on the on the offensive side my, in my personal opinion um they do they do have better five on five stats and so they are possessing the puck more statistically um, but you know if you can't put the puck in the net it doesn't really matter James, what do you think about the what do you think about the offensive matchups there?
0: Well, I think the Canucks will definitely take that offensively. Um, I was looking at the stats earlier, and the Canucks are number three in power play goals with fifty-seven, and then the Wild—they're the bottom bottom then ranked number twenty-four with forty-seven yeah. giving up. So that doesn't really help the Wild's case at all. Um, and also, they're pretty like the Wild are old man—like yeah. five of their top six players in terms of points are thirty or older.
5: And yeah, I'm not one of the sure how.
0: Exactly. I don't know how that's going to really take a toll on them after taking such a big break. Are they in shape? Sure. Can they get in shape that fast? It's, just, it's, it's tough to know.
2: Right.
0: Is Stalock going to
1: guard the fucking net for them, or is it going to be Dubinick, uh, <laughs> okay. dude?
2: I, I'm not even going to talk about the defense. <laughs> we already talked
4: about this, okay? Yeah, we yeah, yeah, us not going into that again. Uh,
2: Vancouver, on the defensive side, Vancouver ranks 20th in goals per game at 3.1. Um, they've also struggled in, in shot attempts against, and they have a, t- a terrible... Um, you know, they're kind of are terrible in that perspective. Um, and their five-on-five five stats are not great for that. And and history shows that no team, you know, has been successful with these type of numbers. So they better either figure that out or they're just going to be – they may win this season, series, but they're going to be out real quick, you know, when it actually matters um, in a seven-game series. Um, Minnesota does rank 11th in shots allowed per game, which is actually better than average. Um, and they have stronger D stats in terms of their Corsi stats. Uh, and they have R- Ryan Suter, who just eats up minutes. Um, Jaron Spurgeon's back there, and Matt Dumbler back there. Pretty solid Ds, um, which will help uh, stay lucky, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, Tyler, what do you, what, do you, what do you think? What do you think of the defensive side of the, of the game with, with these two?
3: It's, it's, it's going to be a, a, a close matchup. Honestly, I, I think it's going to be on the offensive side where it is. Um, where where the difference going to make and um, I think defensively, this it's pretty even. Um, yeah, but offensively, that's where the Canucks have the advantage, and I think that's where they're going to win. So, um, that's where I'm looking on that side of the puck for that series. Oh, um,
4: defensively. Alex, are you shaking we'll you your head?
2: You got you got something to say?
4: What a yeah, moron! I theory. mean, I'm just putting. I mean, yeah, Tyler's an idiot, but. Uh, <laughs> That's just a go-to with kind of any anything he says. Uh, I actually have the Wild winning um, uh, this series. Uh, I did it mostly based off of experience. Um, you know, the Canucks have not been to the playoffs in a while. Um, the Wild are a team that get there every single year and then doesn't feel like they can get past like the first or second round. Um, you know, they've run into the Blackhawks and the Blues and the Predators right. in their own division. And that, that, those are you know, tough teams to get through. I just think experience wins out. I mean, other than Toffoli and Pearson who have obviously made long runs with the Kings in the past, a lot of that team has never experienced playoff hockey before. And, you know, James, how you were talking about how they're older and can they get back into shape? I'm thinking that it's kind of the other direction where the break is going to help their legs because they can rest. And if they are in shape, I think the Wild, with their experience, can squeak by. But out of my picks, this is the one I feel the least confident about. Got it.
1: But they I do have the Wild. I have the Wild in four. They can't yeah. let the Canucks have a lot of power plays just going
4: yeah. off yeah. the it. If said, they keep it five on five and they're they know how to not take yeah. penalties. I, I think they can squeak by. This is like one of the only upsets I picked. Got it. I mean, hey,
2: um, I think it's going to be an interesting series either way. I think any of these series are just like a, a coin flips in some respects. Uh, let's move on. Let's look at the Smashville Predators six seed against the Arizona Coyotes 11 seed. We have the, pre- at, we consensus, uh, have the Preds winning in five. Um, Nashville has always had kind of a strong, um, you know, offensive core, but they don't always show up. Um, Philip Forsberg leads the group with his talent and his crazy swagger goals and he's he's nuts um they rank 16 and 16th in goals per game so just below average uh, but they rank a strong fifth in shots per game so they're getting uh rubber on on twine and that that helps you win games for sure um they've seen some offensive um, regression under this new bench boss um but they have improved on the defensive side so you could say you give up some to gain some um kind of kind of goes that way um, the Coyotes, on the other hand, they've, they've struggled offensively. Uh, they rank 23rd in goals per game um, and 14th in shots per, sh- per game. So they're above average on the shots, but they just can't get it behind, can, you know, get it in the back of the net. Um, so they just don't produce enough quality scoring chances. Um, Nick Schmaltz is their leading scorer with 45 points in 75 games. That's, that's terrible. Uh, yeah. and, they, and they went out of their way. They mortgaged their future for Phil Kessel and Taylor Hall. They have one player who is a 20 goal scorer this season. Um, You know, Eric, what do you think of, what do you think of
1: this? Well, I think it's going to be another coin flip series. I think it actually is going to be close, but what you're saying, yeah, in the season, you know, you don't, if you don't see a guy sticking out with a bunch of goals, that's not good for the season, but it sounds more like they have a lot of team effort in the playoffs You get Kessel, he's experienced. He's a guy that will start contributing, especially in the playoffs. Taylor Hall has something to prove. He needs to prove himself. He was in that playoff series in the past um, against the Lightning that we kind of talked about last podcast, but he's got something to prove. And then another guy, Clayton Keller, he kind of reminds me, people are going to probably give me, he, he reminds me a little bit of a young Patrick Kane. And, you know, it'd be nice to see this guy, Team USA, uh, Nice to see him show out in the playoffs and prove himself. So um, if those three guys can combine and get some goals for them, uh, they could maybe hopefully whoever, if it's Pecorine or Saros, they can cause some doubt. And if it's Saros, then he might get pulled right away and Rene's playing. All of a sudden you're creating confusion with the goaltenders. I think that's the way the Coyotes can pull through.
2: Got it. Well. For, for time's sake, I want to save the best for last. Spend a lot of time on this one. Um, Edmonton Oilers, fifth seed versus the Chicago Blackhawks, 12th seed. We have the Oilers in four. Um, Oilers rank 14th in goals per game, 29th in shots per game. We are dismal in that respect. Um, our shot champs are just below average, but not too far off the mark. But the Oilers have Phenom, Connor McDavid, and likely heart winner Leon Dreisato, who has who leads the season with 43 tucks and 67 apples, 110 points. Um he's the only one who's beating, you know, Connor McDavid in terms of stats this season. Um these two lead these two both lead the league in points. Um they eat up time and they're pivotal first and second uh centers for the Oilers. uh but they ha- the Oilers have seen some juice in the latter half, thanks to Ryan Eugene Hopkins and Kyler yamamoto who come together with Leon to make a deadly I don't even call them second line, I call them a one B line. They are just deadly. Um they're just eating second lines alive. Um the big question mark is who's McDavid gonna play with? Um, as well as are the bottom six gonna continue their their hot trend that they were that they were realizing towards the end of the season. Um Blackhawks, on the other hand, rank 18th in goals per game. Um they have a deadly duo of Canes and Taze. Can- Kane and Taze, who've just been, you know, they've been veterans for for uh Never. a long time. And they're just so strong. Um and they're gonna need that going forward, but their new rookie has put up 60, uh, Dominic Kubalek has put in, um, you know, 30 goals in 68 games, so pretty solid for a rookie. Uh, and they got Dylan Strom, Alex Dobrynkit, Alexander Nagylander and um, Eric's Kirby Duck showing up the bottom nine. Um, Tyler, what do you think of the, what do you think of this season, series here?
3: Yeah, I, th- I think the Oilers just that, that top matchup with Drysaddle McDavid is going to be too much for the Blackhawks to handle. Um, they're just such a good duo. Um, I think the Blackhawks certainly can give them a, a run for their money. I think they have a lot of experience, but they are older. I think the Oilers are younger, got more speed. Um, and I think they're just going to outskate out, out the Blackhawks. Also, I was the only one that picked the Arizona Coyotes to win the last series, so I just wanted to put that out there before Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you want to give your reasons why real quick? Um, just because the Nashville Predators – in the last two seasons, I've just disappointed the playoffs. Um, I fair don't enough. see that, that changing anytime soon. I think, uh, yes, the, the Kyrus have been disappointing on, on offense this season, but they've had a break. Maybe they'll regroup, re, uh, reset, and then have a uh, good playoff run. So that's what I'm hoping for.
2: That's fair. Uh, back to the Oilers. Uh, defensively, they rank 15 big goals a lot per game. They've also got a, a we gave up a lot of shot attempts compared to the league average, resulting in a pretty bad um, Corsi percentage of 48%, which means we don't um, possess the puck more than, 50, or more than half the game. But they have really improved since Kayla uh, Yamamoto came in, um, and he's really kind of helped our five-on-five play. Um, the Oilers rely on our tank and anchor, Oscar Clefbaum, and newbie sensation Ethan Baer. Um, plus, you can consider Mike Smith a defenseman sometimes because he heads the puck better than half of our defensive core anyway um which is weird for a goalie uh oh, mike green my bad yeah uh, Black- blackhawks rank just behind the oil at 16 uh 16 goals a lap per game but so- shot suppression has not been their strength they rank dead last in shots allowed they allow 35 shots a game on average that is that is not you're if you're if you're gonna give mcdavid and Tri side 35 shots you're, you're in for a world of hurt i think does um, Brent
0: Seabrook make any difference whatsoever because he's back now.
2: Okay. Yeah. So Brent Seabrook, dude, here's my issue. Yeah, he's is going to be Seabrook watching Don't
1: this. <laughs>
0: yeah. Here's out. the thing. Th- those two,
2: those two back in their, in their um, dynasty days were just very good, very solid. But I think, I mean, Alex, you can agree. They, they've come down from grace. I mean, they're
4: not what they oh, used yeah. to be. Yeah. The Blackhawks. Um, I mean, even, you know, the duo, it's really like, 75% Patrick Kane, who's just still a, an elite talent, where Taves has really fallen off, um, which is fine, because honestly, fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, fuck, I fucking hate that guy. Um, yeah, I have the Oilers in four. Um, I think the goaltending for the uh, Blackhawks is going to be a big issue, too. Corey Crawford, same thing. Has He has not been the same. Um, I believe their backup is Malcolm Subban. Yeah, um, PK's younger brother he's shown uh, you know shown spurts of greatness but never has really put it on for even like a half of the season you know he was in there for the Knights for a bit when uh, Flurry was hurt a couple of years ago I, I can't envision the Blackhawks having enough just overall depth to deal with the Oilers depth I've also got I mean I know it's only five bucks but I've got five bucks on this series and I want to win. There you go. So, yeah, I've got the Oilers in four. I don't think the Blackhawks really have that much of a chance. Uh, James, uh, what do you what do you think?
0: Definitely the Oilers in four. Like, maybe an Oilers in three. I, the Oilers are just too good, in my opinion, man. The Blackhawks used to be really good, but the Oilers, that offense, that first line, it just – there's not much to say about them. They're going to win.
2: Yeah, I th- I think you know I'm taking taking a a quote that I hear from Sportsnet every every single day. I feel like that, you know, we got our primary scoring from McDavid. We got our secondary scoring on Tricitals line, but that tertiary scoring is what's going to put us over the edge. And if our if our bottom six can can provide that, I, I don't think that the the Blackhawks have a chance. I mean, yeah, I'm, I don't, and I'm not. and i am not i trying to be as unbiased as possible, but I, I just don't think that they have the the firepower to keep up. But um, just finally, just before I end here, the Oilers have been sporting a 50-50 split for their netminders, um, give or take. Um, they ranked 14th in save percentage. Uh, Koskinen kind of leads the charge there. He's been far superior to Mike Smith, uh, but Mike Smith has helped transform puck movement out of the D zone, as I mentioned. So it's interesting what, what, what different type of style play the Oilers um, you know, play when they're, depending on the goaltender. Um, Chicago best boasts better goaltending, but that is kind of misleading because their top performer was traded away, and I think that was prior to the to the Blackhawks realizing they have a chance to make the playoffs. So I'm pretty sure they're kicking themselves in the in the ass for that one. But oh well. Um, so we'll be we'll be against Mike uh, or, or Corey Crawford, and I'm pretty excited for that. So um, other than that, it's
0: that's that's the West boys. August 1st, let's go. All right. Our hockey guy, and doing hockey things. Thank you very much, Trayden. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Alex, the man who works at two breweries, will tell us about his top 10 alcoholic drinks. Welcome back, everybody. Let's talk about alcohol.
4: Alex, take it away. I think. Yeah. Yeah, for real. I'm uh, I'm drinking a uh, Generation 4 from uh, Fire Soil Walker Brewing Company. A uh, brand-new beer just came out a couple days ago. Go no for ad edition if you guys are trying to get in there. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's really up to you. Uh, for you guys in SoCal, you can get it at the Venice Beach location. Tyler and I, you were there one. You and I went one time after we went to Dodger game. We did. Um, yeah, so I'm going to do my top ten uh, alcoholic beverages. Um, I'm not doing specific, like, one specific brewery's beer or one specific winery or one specific bourbon or something. It's just going to be pure kind of cocktails or just sort of whatever I feel like it. Um So number 10, coming in at a surprise, is a good rosé wine. Hey-oh. Oh. Yeah. That's, hey, I, I, that's for the ladies. What? Big surprise, number 10. Okay. It's on the cute. That's cute. It goes to the so, ginger. Yeah. <laughs> and when you know what when your girlfriend brings home free wine and that's the only thing you've got and you've already chugged like six beers, you know, you go, fuck it, whatever. It's hot as balls here. <laughs> yeah, it, has be cold. It, has it has to be cold. cold, but it can be very refreshing. Um if rose gets too sweet, I'm not a fan, but if it's got a little crispness to it, I'm a, I'm about that.
3: I call rose, uh, rose headache dying. juice.
4: Oh, that's because oh, you you an buy an the idiot. big bottles for four bucks, and then drink the whole thing, and then spend the night in the bathroom. Yeah, that sounds exactly. like a you problem, guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a big, that's a big Tyler move. Just drink the whole bottle and then throw up the rest of the night. You know it. <laughs> All right, my number nine is a French seventy-five. Uh, so, for those of you who don't know what that is, no idea. It's gin, fresh lemon juice, simple syrup, and then a good bit of champagne. Mm. Um, it can also be Classic. very refreshing. Yeah, very classy. Uh, there is a local uh, little speakeasy that we go to every once in a while, and that's kind of where I got on that hype train. So French seventy-five, number nine. Uh, number eight is kind of a new trend, at least for me. It's that hard seltzer life. Um, oh man! Oh, oh, here man. we go. Baby yeah. yeah, Tyler, calm down. <laughs> We're only on
5: the number eight.
4: That's yeah, headache, soda. I, it headache so soda. I hate He's it so I hate
0: it. It's starting his masculinity. That's what it's doing. He's just not confident enough, so he,
4: he gets pissed.
2: Uh, uh, <laughs> Dude, I'm with you there, man. But I have it a little <laughs> higher personally,
4: but I'll, uh, at least it's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> um, specifically, Truly Lemonade, if you guys have ever had those. Hmm. Uh, truly not a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> <I am> the, <laughs> not a sponsor. Throw it out to uh, my boy, Matt Murphy, who uh, brought me onto those ones. They are very good. Uh, they something. are kind of pricey, but, uh, you know, if you guys want to try that one. Number seven, classic Mimosa. Yeah. Oh, can't go yeah. wrong with Mimosa brunch. Dude, everyone knows what Mimosa is. Fire. I can't. I've never heard anyone go, no, I fucking hate Mimosas. Oh, I'm about You're to start right. a to vacation, all right. try, I'm about to to vacation oh.
2: tomorrow or in this week. Dude, Mimosas every morning,
4: baby. Cool. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> boom. Mimosas. Nah. Number six is a whiskey sour. So you can make it with either bourbon or whiskey. It's got lemon juice and simple syrup in and then some sour mix, uh, usually with a little maraschino cherry in there. I'm a big whiskey bourbon guy, so that will kind of show on my list. Um, But a whiskey sour, one of my favorite cocktails. Number five is just red wine. Um, I'm not gonna do it too specific. Um, I don't personally really like white wines. But a good glass of red wine with like a steak or something can't mm. go wrong with that. Mm. You like it because it's red. Dude. <laughs> it's, it's, how you're supposed to? Okay, I took a wine tasting class in college, and I learned many things. So many things. <laughs> so many things.
0: There's a class uh, for that. Yeah, Chico yeah, dude. Bitty.
4: It was three. It was three whole units. It was. <laughs> what is what it called? Isn't like virology <laughs> or something? It's
3: called wine tasting.
4: So call roll, like. At some schools, there's like viticulture, which is that's like the right, actual yeah. study of winemaking. This was just wine tasting. We showed up once Whoa. a week, we tasted wine, and then we went and got drunk at the Bear yep. in Chico. That's, that's literally all we did. It was, it was the top major at did Chico three State. you get credits for that? Yep. Yeah, three. <laughs> oh, I went to the wrong school
3: then. Yeah, <laughs> you did. It's the most, <laughs> Tyler, most popular major.
4: What? Yeah, Tyler, remind me, what grade did you get in uh, wine tasting?
3: A solid D, baby. How oh, do you there get you a D got a, got D, D. D for didn't try. <laughs> I was yeah. just there for the free wine.
4: <laughs> just, just there for the free wine.
3: There was my last semester uh, okay, of college. Yeah. I was like, screw it. Yeah. We're going to do it. Have fun.
4: Yeah. We needed units, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, number four, margarita. Oh, yeah. Uh, bomb. First of all, tequila. Solid. Gross. Um, I personally prefer that uh, blended, but on the rocks, I'm not going to complain if someone hands that to me. Um, you can, you know, with whatever mix you put in there, you're getting different flavors. There's literally, the possibilities are endless. Number four, margarita. Number three, so we're moving to the top three here, uh, oh, Moscow man. Mules. Oh, Moscow Mules, number three. You have a special cup for so, it too. Yeah, special cup Yeah, if you're drinking it not, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It's not even a so Moscow Mule at that point. Yeah, it's not. It's like a it's, it's like a mule, like St. Louis mule or something. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so typically made with vodka, ginger beer, and lime juice. Um, but you can make them with any other hard alcohol that you really want in there. But you have to put them in that copper, that copper mug, or you're doing it wrong. Uh, number two for me, old fashioned. So yes, this, no, that's no no no, 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 Yeah, right. number that's one, done. bro. Yeah, that's number done. one. What are you done, doing, dude?
0: That's one. Oh, Do you want to wait no. until
4: I say number one? No, dude. <laughs> right I'm right, give us your reasons why not. number two. We're Great, Great pick. Great pick. Thank you, Tyler. You're welcome. So, uh, I got you. I was an idiot. Bourbon, sugar, <laughs> seed, big, an orange, orange slice, and a cherry in there. Um, I prefer usually rye uh, rye whiskey or bourbon in there. Um, I have gone to some places where they add like smoke into the glass after they make it and it's, it's, it's bomb. If you've never tried one of those, go for it. Number one, drum roll, beer, James. Beer, beer. come on, yeah, dog. Beer, yeah. That, yeah,
0: yeah, okay. I, mean, I love beer. <laughs> you're right. You're right.
4: Beer, beer is number yeah. one. I'm sure there are people that disagree with me, um, but yeah, someone that does work at two breweries, <laughs> it kind of has to be beer. I do have some honorable mentions. I'll throw those out real quick, and then I want to hear ones from you guys that I maybe missed. Uh, Jack and Coke, a martini. I personally fucking hate olives, but I know people love martinis, so I'm going to put it on there anyway. Also, James Bond, fucking badass. Uh, Cosmo, white wine, and a mojito. Mojito. Mojito, mojito should have been the top ten of mine. <laughs> muddle, 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 okay. muddle, muddle. Yeah, that's my top ten. Eric, you're not looking, please. <laughs> <laughs> Are you <laughs> hungover again? <laughs> <laughs> he's no.
1: not talking he's, he's hung over dude no what, what's today Monday no uh, <laughs> Margarita Monday where's you guys Margaritas upstairs what about uh, whiskey water have you heard of that drink it sounds yes, weird I have but it's actually not that bad but you actually really did. have to like whiskey because <laughs> that's of pretty like, much all it tastes the like point,
4: like either make the whiskey taste good by putting it into an old fashion or just drink the whiskey straight and not water it down. Exactly. yeah so that's or, what I, I've been trying to grow facial hair. So I've just been drinking whiskey. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah, that's <laughs> all you need. No, it's all You're only going to grow facial hair. Have you smear it on your face? face? You face? That gives you what you have to do. Yeah. Oh, i'm take a bottle and just pour Is it Is that what you learned in wine class, things?
4: Tyler? Yeah. Is that what you yeah. taught you? Tyler, you class? can't really talk that much about growing facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, whoa. <laughs>
1: But uh, wants to see that. you might as well just take a whiskey shot and chase it with water, because you know now you're uh, hydrating yourself while dehydrating yourself. <laughs> that's true. If anything, that's just being smart
4: and helping yourself last throughout the night. I'm pretty smart, you know. Hot take from Eric. <laughs> take a shot of whiskey and then take a shot of water.
0: <laughs> it's like it's like you're
1: breaking even, you know. It's like you're not even yeah. gonna feel it. You well, don't think that's so
0: how it works. Let's
1: try it with Tyler. Mm-hmm. We'll give him ten we and ten minutes. Check on you on won't that. even feel it.
0: All right. On Wednesday, I'll bring some whiskey <laughs> with the Baby Ruth challenge. We'll do that, but just take a shot instead. Oh, there you go! Dude. We'll
4: die. Yep, that's Jeff. <laughs> Alex, that I, one over here.
3: Yeah, Alex, I love your top two. I agree with that. Those are my probably Thank top you. two as well. Um, just to throw one out there, what about like alcoholic milkshakes, like a stout milkshake or a Guinness milkshake? Those, I mean, yeah,
5: or a I, milkshake
0: IPA. Milkshake IPA. Milkshake IPA. Yes. Yeah, there
4: we go. <laughs> Yeah, so
3: just come. Dude, the just problem with remember those?
4: A... Yeah, the milkshake, alcoholic milkshakes, they end up like spilling everywhere. And then probably what's happening is Tyler. I know you and I have had those at like three in the morning after like a whole yeah. night of drinking, which means you're spilling 100. <laughs> <laughs> there's no doubt. That it's you're like wood spilling. shavings going all over his mouth.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking exactly. Yeah.
4: And then it's just, and it's just too messy. It's just too messy. But yeah, again, then your stomach just hurts. Yeah, and then you're just – Because there's yeah, lactose too much, intolerant. Because Tyler's an idiot. Yeah, Tyler's an idiot. That's what I call it. Who the fuck that Tyler guy? <laughs> but, yeah, there's my list. Here. Good stuff. Yeah. I'm yeah. also drinking beer right now, so that's, I had to be number one. I think mean, it's just kind of how it works. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for telling
0: us all about that alcohol that you like. We'll take another quick break. When we come back, Tyler's going to tell us all about the MLB again. Welcome back, everybody. We get to now listen to Tyler talk about baseball, in the American League this time. All right, Tyler, you're up.
3: Thanks, James. All right, so I'm gonna go through the American League division by division. We're gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about each team in the order I think they'll place from bottom to first. All right, so we're start. We're gonna go east to west because that's how the sun goes, I guess. Um, so. <laughs> We'll oh, start, no. uh, so <laughs> fucking start with
1: the
0: bottom start, buddy. Uh,
3: the the sun uh, moves
1: horizontally only.
3: Shut, shut up, Eric. All right. Um, <laughs> the Baltimore Orioles uh, in 2019, they finished in fifth place with a 54-108 and 108 record. Um, I don't see 2020 being any different for these guys. They're still rebuilding. They have some good talent that's coming up, but they're just not there yet. Um, they're going to finish fifth. Uh, in fourth place, I have the Toronto Blue Jays. They finished fourth last year as well, 67-95. and 95. Um, They got some good, exciting players in Vlad Jr., Boba Shett, Vigio. Um, and they have a pretty decent starting pitching. Uh, Hyunjin Ryu was their big sign in the offseason. He's going to be their ace. Uh, Matt, I yes, I think Ryu is a great pick for them. I was really sad to see him go. Um, I think he's going to be really great for that team. Uh, Matt Shoemaker, Tanner Roer, Chase Anderson kind of round out that rotation. I think this team takes a step forward this season, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs though, and, and they'll, they'll finish fourth. Uh, at third, I have the Boston Red Sox. Um, they finished third last year as well at 84 and 78. <clears throat> um, they got a lot of key players last year who, who, who they missed. Uh, they lost Mookie Betts and David Price and then traded the Dodgers. And Chris Sale is gone for the season with with Tommy John uh, surgery. Um, they still have a pretty solid lineup, though. Uh, Bogarts, Devers, Martinez, Benintendi, Verdugo. Um, but but I think their lack, lack of pitching depth is a big concern for me. Um, I, I think they have a slight chance of making a wild card spot, but I don't think they will, and they'll finish third. Um, in second place, I have the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, they finished second last year as well. They made the playoffs and lost in the division series to Houston. Um, I think they're a dark horse to win the World Series this year, however. Um, they have a ton of great bullpen arms. Uh, they had the best ERA in baseball last season, uh, head- headlined by Nick Anderson, Diego Castillo, and Oliver Drake. These guys throw absolute cheese, just 100 without any effort, with tons of movement. They're they're just nasty. And their starting rotation, if they're healthy, is, is one of the best in baseball. Blake Snell, Charlie Morton, Tyler Glasnow. Um, I think it's going to be really tight race for that first place spot with the Yankees, but I think they'll finish second and grab one of those uh, wild card spots. And then winning the division in 2020 will be the New York Yankees. They, they won last year, lost, the, lost in the ALCS to Houston. They finished last year with a record of 103 and 59. Um, they got Garrett Cole this year, guys, best pitcher in baseball. Just adds to that uh, depth that they have at uh, pitching. Um, they're a little healthier this year. Aaron Judge looks healthy. Uh, Stanton looks healthy. So that lineup's going to be stacked. Um, they have extremely good death. one of the best – or one of the deepest teams in baseball. Um, I just think they're too good not to, to win this division, even with the Rays uh, uh, creeping up on, on them. So what, what do you guys think of that division? I agree
0: with all your predictions yeah. pretty much all the way through there. There's really – I mean, the only ones that are really kind of close to me are the Rays and the Red Sox. Like I had the Rays winning 33 games and the Red Sox winning 32. So in a 60-game season, like, you really – every game really matters, like, big time. Yep. So there's a chance that the Rays, if they get hot, or somebody goes down for – the or the Red Sox, if they get hot and somebody goes down for the Rays, that they take that wild card. There's a shot there. Uh, I think Yankees for sure are going to win that division straight up. There's, there's no
4: question there for me. In this shortened season, I actually picked the Rays to win the division. Um, I think that three-headed monster – of Morton, Glasnow, and Snell. Um, If if, Big caveat, if they're healthy. um, And I think that bullpen, is rival of the Yankees. I know, Tyler, you're just saying, you know, Stanton and Judge are healthy. Aaron Hicks is healthy as of right now. But those guys are very fragile. Um, You know, Judge is now in his fourth year. He's only played one healthy year. He's not had two healthy years these last two years. He just had some neck stiffness thing pop up either yesterday or today. John Giancarlo Stanton, same thing. Both these guys are fucking huge. They're too big to be playing baseball. Um, maybe the 60-game season helps because they don't get worn down over such a long amount of time. Um, Pedro – or Luis Severino – not Pedro Severino. Luis Severino is out for the year for the Yankees. Um, you know, Tanaka just got hit in the head. He seems fine, thank God. Um, I, I don't know. I'm going big. I'm, on the, I'm big on that Rays hype train right now. I think their pitching staff and their bullpen – they're just going to let those guys fly because it's a 60 game season and just going to let them go. And I got them. I think they'd like squeak it out. I think it'll be super close.
2: Alex, you got to put money, uh, odds for them to win at plus 380. I mean, that's if you're that bullish, Oof. take that bet, man.
0: Do it. I mean, we can make a bet right now. Do it. $100 up the Yankees take the division over the race. We're,
4: James, we're already betting on the Dodgers and Angels. Yeah, let's <laughs> bet <better>? another one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll We'll talk about it later. <laughs> oh, so it's take easy. That,
2: take that bet, man. Off air.
4: All right, uh,
3: moving on to the AL Central. Uh, the Detroit Tigers uh, had the worst record last year in baseball, losing 114 games. Honestly, the best they can do this year is not lose more than 114 games. <laughs> they're, they're pretty bad. Uh, the, the Kansas City Royals, um, also pretty bad last year, lost 103 games, finished fourth. Um, they have some good pitching prospects coming through their system, but they're just not there yet. Um, and we need to see a lot of improvement from a lot of the young players like Mondesi, Nicky Lopez, Ryan O'Hearn. Um, really, that's kind of what they're looking for, some improvement from a, some of those players, but uh, they're going to finish fourth. Uh, Cleveland Indians I have finishing third. Uh, last year they finished second, just missed out on the uh, wild card last season. Um, but they do have some great young pitching in uh, Bieber, Clevenger, Polisak, and Carrasco. Uh, pretty solid bullpen. Uh, Great lineup with Lindor, Santana, and Ramirez. I think it'll be a tight race in that division. I think this division, of all the divisions in the American League, is going to be really tight, um, but I think they finished third. Um, I have the Chicago White Sox at second. Um, last year they finished third. Um, they got pretty good starting pitching. Giolito had a breakout year last year. I think Keiko was a sneaky good signing for them, and Gio Gonzalez. And these guys can swing the bat. They got some really good. Um, Hitters on this team, Grandal, Tim Anderson, Moncada, Jimenez, Abreu, Incarnacion. these guys can rake. Um, I think this is going to be a, a surprise team, especially with this uh, shortened 2020 season, and I, and I think that they will also take the second wild card. Um, the, the Minnesota Twins will finish first. Uh, they won 101 games last year, and they just added more depth to their team in their offseason. Uh, they they added Josh Donaldson, Kent Maeda, Rich Hill, Tyler Clifford, and Alex Avila. Um, so already adding to a, a solid pitching staff in Barrios or Dozy and Pineda. Um, their lineup: Donaldson, Cruz, Sano, Kepler, Rosario, Mitch Garver, Polanco. Another really really great lineup. Um, if these guys can stay healthy, they're going to win that division. Uh, what do you guys think for the Central? Um, I have the
4: Indians winning. Oh wow! Oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Whoa. yeah. 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 I have the Indians. Um, I'm not 100 percent sold on that Twins pitching staff. Um, if Dick Mountain was healthy, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, which is Rich Hill, Dick Mountain. You know.
0: Right. say there Dick goes, Mountain. There
4: you go. That's his nickname. Yeah, that's his, That was his player's name, nickname, homie, Dick Mountain. What? Dick Mountain.
0: Uh, What's wrong with, with him? The, Why is he not healthy? He's he, old as
4: fuck. Yeah. He's like 40. I can't remember. He fucked it up last year at the end of the season with the Dodgers, but I can't, it's something with his elbow or a shoulder. So he's Dick dragger now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think, you know, Kopech with the white Sox. he opted out. He's their young guy. Um, I, I feel like the top, those top three teams could flip flop either way. Um, they're going to beat up on the Royals and the Tigers. Um, I just – I don't know. I have faith in Terry Francona and Francisco Lindor to just kind of carry that team. Uh, Shout-out to my Kansas City Royals jersey back there. Uh, wore it last year when they uh, beat the Angels down there in Anaheim when I went to see them play. So Hey-oh. Pointing out for you fuckers down there. Fuck the Royals, too. All right.
3: Moving on to the AL West. Where am I going to put the Angels, boys? Ooh. Second, first, third, last. Thank you, man. All right. Well – It's not going to be last. Uh, The Mariners finished last last year, and I think it'll be the same. Um, They're just going through a a a rebuild. There's not much else to say about them. Uh, Texas (laughs) Rangers uh, last year finished third. Um, They got there's there's starting pitching is interesting. I think overall this is an an interesting team. Um, Their starting pitching features uh, Kluber, Mike Miner, Lance Lynn. All these guys are pretty solidified starters in the big leagues, but they've been, they're, they're also getting a little bit up there in age. So I'm a little concerned about their health and they'll able to be um, effective. Um, their bullpen is shaky, but has potential. Um, lineup is full of really average, inconsistent players. Gallo, Odor, <laughs> Frazier, uh, uh, Chu. So I just don't really have faith in this team being a competitor um, and they're going to finish fourth. All right, Guys, I got the Angels at third place, um, which is an improvement, is an improvement from last year. Uh, last year they were at fourth with a 72 and 90 record. Um, the, the, the big thing for the Angels this year is the return of Showtime, Shohei Otani. Um, he's gonna be a big person to watch. Um, a pretty good lineup with him in there, a, a, along with Trout, Rendon, Pujols, um, BJ Upton, or sorry, Justin Upton. Is probably one of the biggest question marks in that lineup. If, if if he can stay healthy and be effective, that adds a whole nother uh, dynamic to that lineup. But he's just a big question mark for me. Um, like I said, I, I think this team is going to be a little bit better, but their pitching still lacks for me, and they'll finish third. Um, I'm putting the Houston Astros at second because fuck the Houston Astros. This is definitely a little bit of of an emotional pick for me, but I don't care. Uh, obviously, last year they've uh, lost the World Series to the Nationals. Um, we'll see if the the, the sign-stealing scandal has any effect on them. Um, they, they they lost the best pitcher in, in Garrett Cole. They, they still have Verlander and Granke. Um, um, pr- a pretty good bullpen. Their lineup is stacked, Altuve, Springer, Bregman. Um, so I'm just hoping that they just suck for some reason. Honestly, like I just don't want to talk about the Astros anymore. So I'm going to go with Oakland A's, taking this – division. Wow. Um, last year, they won 97 games, uh, finished second, lost the wild card game to the Rays. Um, they got some good young starting pitching. Uh, they have a really good bullpen. And then Chapman, Olsen, and Simeon lead that, lead, lead that lineup. Um, I think in a 60-game in a, in a season, this team's young. They're going to be fired up to win. They, they, they want to take down that beast of a juggernaut of the, of the Houston Astros. I think they'll win that division. So that's kind of my little uh, uh, sneaky pick there um so just to go over it overall one one final time uh in the east i have the yankees in the central i have the twins in the west i have the a's and my two wild card are the rays and the
0: white Sox. what do you guys got okay so let's talk about the west before we go too far yeah (laughs) i have the (laughs) shows going number one 36 wins 24 losses and the angels going 33 wins and the a's going 32 wins that's my prediction of it and i do think that the angels take that wild card position because they. You know yeah, yeah. I think that's um, stupid I did, okay the <laughs> the astros are just i mean like yeah you have the scandal and yeah, you're emotional about it and whatnot but they're just too good man so, yeah i mean like you said they still have justin verlander he's he was like hurt before all this just started now he's happy he's fine His groin strain is done he's healthy he just came out saying he feels good and like that lineup man that lineup is stacked like there's yeah man, there's just too much they are i'm there. just
3: i just i'm just hoping for a disaster that's really my <laughs> i own. know okay
2: there's there's a phrase in in my world that you can't make investment thesis based on hope because that doesn't that's not a thing let's be real the houston asterisks the houston trash Tros, whatever you want to fucking call them are gonna get first in the west let's be real but and i think this 60 game season actually if anybody's going to benefit going back to what you you know your what you talked about a couple weeks ago they're going to benefit the most because going back to what alex said they're not going to have time to get hit with pitches, to get into fights, and do any of that. These games fucking matter now. So they don't have time to get revenge now. They can't They can't take advantage of that. Dude, the Houston Astros are just going to
4: fucking sail, and it's unfortunate.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. I have the A's. Uh, there we I have go. the A's winning the division. Yeah. Um, I think the Astros will have a little bit of a hangover from all of this. Um, and I'm worried, you know, well, not worried, but i not feel bad for form because fuck them, but they've got a solid top two. But Verlander and Granky are both plus thirty-five. They're older yeah. guys. There's a decent chance they break down. And then the guys following them is not they're no one's proven. So I'm at if I was an Astro fan, I'd be worried a little bit about their starting rotation. Uh, so I have the A's winning the division for you, Angel fans. They're a little too right handed, dude. Mm-hmm. Upton, Trout, Pujols, Rendon. They're all right-handed hitters. I do think Shohei Ohtani is possibly the most exciting exciting player in all baseball, though. So, That's shout cool. out to Shohei. I have the A's. There we go.
3: Let's go A's. I will put money yeah, on that one. Let's go because, Angels. because I, I actually think I the, so.
2: the A's will beat out the Angels in the, in the wild card. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm with you guys on that one.
4: I've got, go. I've got Yankees twins in the wild card because I'm – Really, the Twins cannot get past the Yankees in the playoffs. I think they've won two out of the last 15 games against the Yankees in the playoffs, yeah. something like that. And I really want to see that matchup one more time. Yeah, That's that I would go. be cool to watch. I don't That's
1: know, it. Dick, about baseball, but I do have a random <laughs> quick story that one time I met you Garrett Cole. know a Cole. lot about Dick, though.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I met Garrett Cole one time at a Clippers game. like two years ago when he was on the Astros and it was like that scene with Chris Farley in uh, Saturday night live when he's interviewing Paul McCartney. He was like, when he's like, Hey, mem- remember when you played the, that song from Abbey Road album? He's like, yeah, I do. He's like, that, that was awesome, man. That was, that was great. But so when I met Gary Cole, I was like, dude, all right. Like I didn't really know who he was. And then my coworkers like that's fucking Gary Cole pitching for the Astros. I'm like, Hey, what's up, man. Talking to him. So, you've uh, pitched at Dodger Stadium before? He's like, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I won the World Series there last year in uh, seven games. I'm like, Oh, okay. Nice, nice. That was awesome, man. Well, uh, (laughs) you ever ever played at the uh, Angel Stadium? He's like, Yeah, we play them every year. They're in our division. It's like, You fucking idiot. That was awesome, man. That was (laughs) excellent.
4: (laughs) Dude,
3: Eric, you're so lucky I was not there for that because I would have punched you in the face. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I guess
1: in he's important hands, now.
4: I guess he's important worth now, it. But yeah, you know. I mean, is, we're name dropping people. Like I've met Mike Trout and Albert Pujols. We're just gonna start throwing names <laughs> out there. I met Tracy Did You me, know who they were? I <laughs> did know who they were. Yeah, Mike Trout and I had a long, a little decent conversation about dogs. It was a great time. Oh yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. You should have talked to him about IPAs.
4: Sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> all, all
0: right, right guys that uh that was tyler's segment there he covered 15 teams in 15 minutes Woo, pretty impressive boy. guys speed round thank you Tyler. We go, ty we'll take our last break of the day here and when we come back Eric's gonna continue with his fast food series welcome back everybody Last week, it was Chick-fil-A vs. and it was very well received by just about everybody. This week, Eric talks about the glory of In-N-Out. It's all you, my guy.
1: Thank you, my brother. So, In-N-Out, founded in 1948 by Harry and Esther Snyder from Baldwin Park, California, a suburb of LA. Headquarters is in Irvine. Tyler My front there. yard. My front yeah. Yard. yeah. Guess what? The fourth restaurant of In-N-Out ever is in Covina off of Arrow Highway. Which is right where Traden lives. Um, by January, well, His oh my God, dude. Yeah. dude I, I, wait before you go on, I, I know something, where something that I know
2: where that OG is. It's a little hut that's across from my gym.
5: It's
1: fucking yeah. cool.
2: So <laughs>
1: locations, it's <fucking> cool. <laughs> <laughs> locations have there. been out. California, of course, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Texas, Oregon. And surprise, surprise! 2021, Colorado, we're coming for you. You're gonna start loving it now, just like <laughs> nine, we're gonna be. unite,
0: dude! Stoners
1: unite. Yep, uh, Jan- everybody unite. bro. January 2015, <laughs> uh, the 300th restaurant was opened in Anaheim. This generated 558 million dollars annual sales and employed 18,000 people by that time. Um, let's get into the menu because this is, you know, the most important part. Uh, there's three burger varieties, the hamburger, the cheeseburger, and the double double, which is the two cheese, two patty. Uh, each burger comes with a bun, lettuce, tomato, onion, and spread. And yes, the spread is fire. Remember, I'm a big sauce guy. We talked about this last week. Uh, Thank spread you, is Me, thousand mayo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ayo, ketchup, and sweet pickle relish. Alex, I know you're a big pickle guy. Um, pickle is a, is a key ingredient in the spread. Um, and of course, there's a secret menu because, you know, it's in and out and they're just glorious. There's the three by three, which is three patties, three cheese, and you could switch that up three by one, three by two, et cetera. The highest you can go. I looked this up four by four because in 2004, someone ordered a hundred by a hundred, hundred <laughs> patties, hundred cheese. Yeah. I, I was thinking hey, of. She's in actually, a Zoom meeting. Yeah. I was kind of. <laughs> and that yeah, man's right here there. at the bottom, right of my screen. That was me. So someone did that. They ruined it for everyone else, but it, you can go four by four. There's there go, a protein asshole. style, which is the lettuce wrap. There's animal style on the burger, which means it's cooked with a layer of mustard. Uh, it includes pickles, grilled onions, and extra spread. Who doesn't love that? The animal fries, which is a big go-to there. Um, two cheese melted on top with the spread and grilled onions on top of the fries. Uh, with the burgers and the fries too, you can order them well done if you want. You can say regular well done, medium. You can get a little crazy with that. Um, That's fucked. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I one time... Did People who do that are degenerates. Told me, <laughs> yeah, someone told me to get me, uh, well done animal fries and it just fucked the roof of my mouth up and it was just trash. It wasn't worth it. I was pissed. <laughs> it was all my own fault though. John Sung, you shouldn't have told me to fucking do that. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> all so of that. You can get sliced yellow chili peppers on the burger or you can get them on the side with the fries um which are actually pretty good a little spicy though tyler it would kill you yeah uh there's the flying dutchman (laughs) which is just two patties and two cheese there's a legend that there's a thing called roadkill fries when i was in chico as like a sophomore i was a fat piece of shit degenerate and i went through the uh through line one night it's changed um I asked for the roadkill fries, and, and they were like, we don't know what you're saying. I drove up to the window, talked to them in person. I was like, the roadkill fries is the Flying Dutchman on top of the animal fries cut up with the yellow chili cut peppers, and they're like, we don't do that. Like, where the fuck did you find that? I think I did find it <laughs> online somewhere, but maybe secret locations. Maybe like the OG one in Arrow Highway, traded. We have to check.
0: I'll check we it out. Do that. It's really cool, by the way. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking bomb. <laughs> it does um, sound
1: actually, I mean, we might as well do that. You heard it here first, guys. Roadkill Fries. Check them out. Uh, if they <laughs> yeah, don't know, explain that. it to Let them. Us yeah, if they don't know, explain it to them and, and then make it a staple there. Uh, there's shakes, chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. The Neapolitan one is the most fire. It's the mixture of all three. Um, and I did find out that they do grilled cheese. Actually, I knew that. But I did find out that they do hot chocolate with marshmallows. Um, and the chocolate is provided by the Ghirardelli Chocolate Company, which is, in other words, probably pretty fire. Um, I actually haven't oh, had it, but, you know, when the, weather, when the weather gets a little chilly around here in California, I'll go check it out. <laughs> yeah. um, so architecturally, yeah, it's hot as shit right now, too. Um, and it's starting to get humid. Architecturally speaking, most in and outs are the same. Uh, when you walk in the same layout, the same menu, same bathroom, everything. Uh, and if you look in front, there's two palm trees crossed and that's for X marks the spot. And that's how you're going to find the in and out. If you didn't see the big yellow arrow pointing at it, from <laughs> <the> freeway, <laughs> I thought that was kind of unique. Uh, if you go now, when you go to in and out, check out front, you'll see two palm trees making that X, um, my go-to order is a three by two protein style with the cut yellow chilies because i'm getting the animal fries i'm getting a side of sliced lemons um so i could squeeze the juice on top a little bit of pepper to sprinkle on and if i'm feeling like a fat piece of shit i'll get the neapolitan shake too to wash it down um
2: tell me you weren't a fat piece of shit before the milkshake
3: <laughs> no i on, just man. became got one, it wait got no, it. I okay. always been one. you got a protein What's, style man so he's not fat yeah, exactly.
1: What's oh, okay. your guys' go to order? What's your guys' All right, to
0: order? guys. You guys ready for this? <laughs> yeah, so, here we go. I go <laughs> two double doubles. Okay. Two double, double? Raw, two double doubles. Just chill. That's the first part. <laughs> Grilled onions, <Wow>. raw onions, chopped <laughs> chilies, mustard fried. Both of them. I also get an Jesus. animal fry and then uh, a shake. But my, what, my one knock on In and Out is the shakes. It's just, it's not as good to me as Chick fil A like out there's a chick-fil-a here and there's an in and out right next to it so i go to in and out get my food then i go to chick-fil-a and get chick-fil-a and get my shake unless it's that's sunday, like the ultimate unless, it's sunday. <laughs> unless it's sunday correct but yeah I'm, yeah, yeah i'm a yeah yep. i'm down for that yeah I, I
3: i agree with the shakes i'm also a little bit on the minority on this one but i don't love their fries
0: either i'm not you a gotta, huge fan dude, of their fries remember yeah. when i told you to get a light well you were like that's amazing still
4: not. They're still. In, they're not. But the, the thing they're is, they're a bit older. They're not that good.
3: Yeah, the thing is, like their burgers are so damn good. And another thing is, like probably the best pink lemonade you can get is an In-N-Out. If you're a fan of that, I get that every time. Like I cannot not get the pink lemonade. Um, Do you put vodka
0: in that too, or what?
3: Wait, well, you can drink pink, pink lemonade again? Take a little pink Whitney out of it. <laughs> <Pink> <laughs> as
1: Whitney long as then. there's not vodka in
3: it. <laughs> as long as there's not vodka in it, I'm good. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Not right. gonna have that night again dangerous
1: alex you've been there right please tell me you've been in and out i have been to an
4: in and out <laughs> you yeah. didn't just drive through and not order anything right no i have been <laughs> yeah my go-to my go-to order always double double grilled onions uh depending on if i'm a fat ass or not i may get or may not get a protein style um animal fries is like a 50 50 kind of like depending on how hungry i am it's very rare that i get a milkshake but every once in a while i do but it is interesting, so in and out so from my perspective, I grew up in San Francisco, California. My entire life, they've had a rule uh, or like a city ordinance or whatever that there's no drive-throughs allowed uh, to like cut back on emissions on cars. So I never grew up going through drive-throughs. So there's never an in and out in town because just like Eric was saying, how all in and outs have to be almost exactly the same. All in and outs have a drive-through. It's been a hot point of contention uh, with the city for years. Never going to get one because they're never going to have drive throughs Craziness.
1: Yeah, that's actually crazy to say that because their name is In-N-Out because they were the first drive-thru Burger Stand ever in California. Hence the name In-N-Out, and you didn't have to park to go in. But yeah, in, what was your go-to In-N-Out order?
2: Oh, God. Okay. Um, I just <laughs> – Okay. First of all, it's just a typical double double. It's just a typical double double. But I am—I'm gonna first say I, I need to give my piece here. I'm very glad this is a Zoom meeting, and I'm not right next to you guys. <laughs> I think that In and Out is mediocre.
3: Wow. Here's what I say you f- No. No. <laughs> Hear me mute. out.
2: Hear me out. Hear me out. You're not
3: anymore. Muted.
0: <laughs> wow, you really muted him. <laughs> you muted him. Come on. You Muted.
3: Muted. I have the power.
4: Yeah. Pen, yeah. Pen, tug, Freedom of speech. Is out. time
0: out? All right. Freedom of speech. I
4: mean uh, i'll
1: unmute? He's free to speak his <laughs> opinion. opinion. Okay, right. okay, okay.
2: I'm not saying it's not good. Here's the thing about in and out. And what I love about Indiana is it's always consistent, and it's always something like you know your burger is gonna be gonna be good, and you know it's your fries are gonna be okay, milkshakes okay, whatever. But I just think there are better burgers out there. I I, I either I don't like crave what? it. Um, like I just, what? Uh, I think <laughs> Five Guys is better. I think. That, oh no, um, Five Guys. Yeah, I, yeah. You just have. it's so Five, five Guys one burger. He's Canadian. That's that why. I, I mean. I I, I just She's think kidding. it's a little more, I I, think, I, I love, I love the, the culture that, you know, Californians love their in and out. And I think, and I, and I was there, but I, maybe I grew up or Ooh. I turned into an asshole. I don't know,
5: <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, I just,
2: I, I just don't think it's as incredible as everyone says it is. I think it's good. And I love how consistent it is. And if I'm craving it, it's easy to go get. And I know what, I know what I want and I know I'm going to get good food. But it's
1: not this, like holy grail, in my opinion. But- yeah. Well, guys, I mean, you know, once a moron, always a moron. But uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, there there is a lot. There is good burger places. I'm just saying, like for In and Out, for what it is, like it's yeah. open till 1:30 a.m. That's true. Um, it's yeah. drive through. I mean, you have that option. There's. It's just like the the style of it, I guess. You know. So I kind of compare it to other um like five i like it more than five guys it's way better than what a trash what a trash burger uh from texas if you've ever had it don't have it ever <laughs> again and if you've never had it don't ever have it uh it's pretty much better egg. than all other trash fast food places and diners it's better than denny's diner like it's better than restaurants <laughs> um see you know, that's where you're wrong it's not better than restaurants come on now it's better than Denny's. That's a restaurant. Okay, yeah. It's better than Denny's. You're right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like there's,
4: there's restaurants okay. that are better. You know, okay, but like would you what say – So, Eric, would you say it's better than somewhere like Red Robin, who's known mm. for burgers? Like
2: Red Robin I mean, is better yeah. have better burgers. Better meat, better – I'm at- no, we
1: asking you. <laughs> remember we were going to blindfold test you with uh, Canes and Chick-fil-A, right? We're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I should probably be blindfold tested with like Red Robin, in and out I like I'm down for that too. Lot. I'm done for both, guys. I can eat. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> to to buy them. <laughs> Yeah, this this is some good content. Um, Yeah, I mean, Red Robin, if I was... I've had it before. I don't really remember it. I need to be, like, blindfold tested for that. Okay. I like the habit. The habit's, like, a different style, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it's good. They got different stuff. That's why I like them. Santa Barbara Char, baby. Yeah. They got the sourdough bread. But we're not talking about the habit. We're talking about it right now. But... There's a good place in Washington, too, called Dick's Burgers, if you guys have ever had it or if you ever go there in Seattle. It's pretty bomb. But in and out takes the cake, you know. It's just they got that unique spread sauce. No one's ever going to have – like people say, it's just Thousand Island. Trading would probably say it's just Thousand Island. It's a little more sweet, a little more pickly. You know, Alex, we could agree there. <laughs> yeah, but, um, big pickle guy. The, the last thing I want to cap off is uh, – I don't know if you guys seen the video. Of that there's this huge dude in and out it's it had to be staged and he's sitting in like the corner someone has a they're filming him and he's just wolfing down in and out has like a i think like a four by four in his hand and he has a cup full of spread and he's literally like taking a bite dumping sauce starting to like get grease all over his hands he's like taking the fries sticking his hands in it but yeah it made me talking about me man yeah (laughs) like i said it made me think of you like if me and you were in there last saturday at 1 30 it's probably what it would have looked like (laughs) when i saw that it just it reminded me of the glory of in and out and that's what i wanted to cap it off with guys
0: all right thank you eric a couple announcements here before we uh, log off we will be getting merch eric got us some hats so we'll be doing giveaway on social media um reminding you guys to you know follow social media like comment subscribe do your thing appreciate you guys thanks for listening that was episode four see you next week